Fuck. Fuck. Because there was something yeah. there. I feel like that was such a good conversation about like anxieties and all different. Oh, that was such a good one. Fuck. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I'm ready. Oh, that's so sad because like it felt like we had so much layers yeah, there was on the discussion. Like, yeah. for sure. Oh. Oh. But it was a good discussion. I mean, it was. It's yeah, it was a good one. Now we're. Yep, for sure, yeah. for sure. That's a shame. Oh, fuck. Oh. Fan. Fuck. Gråt inte över spel, Mjörk Boys. Helvete. Okay, so welcome to the exit strategy. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, is, this is us being really angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We had like this super good discussion just like before when we started the podcast and we real, real, realized that we had to take it away. So, yeah, as per usual. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Uh, Welcome the to the unstructured time. podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. So today we were waiting like one and a half hour to for Emil to fix his microphone. So that's fun. Uh, so yeah. it feels like that we already have like talked a lot. So. The things that we were probably gonna talk about in the episode, uh, or like the normal stuff that you talk about during your like normal week, are like pretty much gone. So that's why we realized that Kalle actually asked had a like an FAQ thing a couple of weeks ago. So we're gonna talk about those instead and answer some of your guys' questions. Yeah. So I did a post on my Instagram a couple weeks ago which was like just ask me questions and we'll bring it up in the podcast and try to answer them so yeah. uh, that's what we're gonna start with yeah uh, and uh, yeah I'm sitting here looking through some of the questions and I think we should start uh, by this question from Nikhil Anand zero all right should I yeah. should do you think I should say the names for each and every one? Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. you can say yeah, them, I think like so. if it's too hard, so don't yeah. do it. Uh but what are the ways full, Nik- full credit. Pardon? Ah, sorry. Just go on. Uh Nikhil Anand asks, uh what are the ways for funding a startup? Oh. Yeah, that's a good question actually. Like I think there's like several of ways. Like it depends on what you mean because like normally in the beginning you have like either you say family and friends or friends and family i don't know but like that sort of investment where it's just like you go you have your idea you pitch it to someone and some people just like give you like money to get it started like is that what you think it's not sorry what is that what you guys did yeah we kind of did uh for instance when we created like the company we had to have like 50 like five thousand dollars and then we went to one of the guys dad and he was like yeah i can i can invest for you guys to create the um the like the company as a scale uh but then yeah then you just go like through your network basically and usually that's not like that much money uh when you do that like it's probably up to like thirty thousand dollars or something like that i'm not sure um, but the question was actually like what ways of funding it's not like the like the rounds like which round is this which round is this it's more like you can do a crowdfunding as well mm. 
<clears throat> I think it's like really tough in the beginning to go to investors right away with a with just like an idea to get like money. So either you go to friends just asking them or do a Kickstarter where you try to like sell your idea in a good way. Um, do you guys know any other ways? Because I'm um, I don't know. I think one thing to be like to think about too is that because I think a lot of people ask that question uh, without necessarily like knowing <laughs> do they actually need uh, funding <clears throat> or are they just like okay I'm gonna it's a startup you need funding somehow like how do you get that because uh, I think for like for programming stuff if you're a programmer yourself I think it's pretty obvious that you could just like create a prototype of an app and that's like something that you can then go to with to investors because uh, I think the most important thing uh, in the beginning is like can you create something at all that you can show someone that they can then invest in because like like you said if you just come to an investor and you're like I have this idea but you have nothing to show even if it's just like you've gone to like a, a dollar store or something and just bought like random pieces of things that you've taped together and you've created like a prototype if it's a physical product if you just created something that you can actually show that kind of showcases what your idea is, uh, then you're going to have a way higher chance of getting some sort of funding. Uh, so I think that's yeah, something that's that, very that's, important. That's very about. true. Very true. Like, yeah. but can you actually create something before you go to people instead of asking for money to create that thing? Like, mm. because that's probably tougher. But I also have like a follow-up question could be like, if there is uh, what what's like the perks or like pros and cons with doing kickstarting versus going to family and friends or investors like even let's say you go to investors because you have this product already made um what's pros and cons with uh, with those type of different ways of doing it and I can answer it right away if you want. <laughs> like I'm giving myself the question. Oh, I'm just <laughs> gonna question. line up a question. I, I, I was just like, this is this is such answer. a good question. So yeah, <laughs> this was such a good question. So I didn't want to like I, I I wasn't sure that you were you guys were thinking about it, about it. So I didn't want that to, we like, were qualified to answer it. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but one <laughs> one one thing with like if you go to investors, a good. Uh, a good thing with that is that you actually get get experience and like a network um but the the thing is also that you probably have to give up like uh give up some of the company to them like they will want to own the company mm -hmm. and if i like with kickstarter isn't it that people don't get like any in any share in the company at all they just like give you money or could it yeah. be both I think I'm not sure if uh, there's a I don't think there's a setup for like where you can get actual shares because I think that would be very complex so I think that's why but uh, that's just my, my guessing because uh, I haven't looked into Kickstarter that much but I think the the practice uh, on Kickstarter is like you get a product when it's released early or something like that or you get uh, yeah, I think usually you get a product, and they can. It's just like more of like more. a more of a gift. Like when you give your money, it's more like oh, I have I have 
this amount of money over i could like spend it to someone who who thinks that this is a good idea and i like the idea but i i don't have any i don't have to have any share in this company i just like want that specific person to try it out it's basically yeah, it's, it seems like the the backers of kickstarter so the people that do invest money uh it seems like they do not i just googled uh, quickly it seems like they do not make any financial profit it's it's just that they help bring the product or the company to life and then sometimes as you guys said they also get like a free copy or like a free product of of whatever it is that they're uh, helping to fund or like yeah, the kickstarter yeah. that they <clears throat> invested in um yeah. so so sh- so like so the risk or not the risk but the downside with investors is that they are not willing to just give you money for nothing they want to have something in return and that is usually shares and giving up shares is kind of annoying or not annoying i reckon but i i think it's if you end up giving too many shares away you might not be the person that is the like the what do you say the majority shareholder so you can't really dictate what the company's gonna go what direction the company's going in um so it's it's a bigger yeah, but, risk in and, a way. but at the same time you can also think that like i could have 100 percent in a company which won't be valued anything and i can have like seven percent of like a very big company that's valued like one billion dollars what do you take yeah so but yeah that's the thing and and the thing with kickstarter is that you actually don't get get any network you have to do it by yourself you won't get any help you will just like do it um by yourself so and i think like some it could be good in in the process of creating a startup that you actually get like re like knowledgeable resources as well and not mm. only money because you will stand there by yourself as a as a content creator Kalle, have you thought about what uh, type of funding that you um are more prone to go with because i mean if you're a content creator your reach is pretty massive so getting funding from from any type of kickstarter uh, sites is is probably easier because your reach is so massive so people are more keen to put in money into the company that you're uh, you're trying to build but then at the same time maybe going to an investor and saying that you're a content creator and you've built this app alongside uh, the content creation it might be quite a huge selling point for them so they might be like yeah 100 percent, we like you and your determination have you thought about what way you you want to go with with the funding for your app um no i think the the risk that i see with like kickstarter or something like that there there's a lot of benefit with it and it's like one of those things where there's this other youtuber peter mckinnon who uh he created a bag uh, and I think he, he, I'm pretty sure he started on Kickstarter for like, he made a kind of campaign on Kickstarter. And I think they had a goal of like, I think it was like $500,000. And I think it got up to like 2 million or something like that. It was like a crazy good uh, Kickstarter. Wow. <clears throat> and I think uh, for content creators, I think it's quite good to use Kickstarter because you can then use the influence that you have on the audience that you have. So like, if you built up a, the reputation of like, okay, I'm, I'm just trying to build something. I'm trying to make something for you guys, but 
I need some money to make this thing, then it's kind of easier to get people excited to like, yeah, I want to help him make this because I like watching his videos. I like what he's doing and I like the thing that he's trying to build. Uh, so I think that's quite a good thing. But the risk there is that if you if you do something like that and you're not like fully sure that the product is going to be good or you don't know where it's going to end up, then you might get a Kickstarter where a lot of your audience has like invested money into this thing and then what you've created or what you end up creating is not is something that's not that great. And in that case, it's kind of like, I think a lot of people might feel resentment because they're mm. uh, maybe not, I don't know, because people forget. But it could be like too, a big, it could be a big risk. I think yeah. I, I agree with you that like your brand could be damaged, but even that, like, I think that could be kind of stressful because if you go to like an investor with a lot of money, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not the same case because an investor know that uh, a lot of the times when they invest, they don't expect the money to come back. Yeah, and if they expect true. the money to come back, that will take like five years or something like that. So the best, like the best for your sake is probably to ha- get money from someone who has a lot of money and won't have anxiety by lo- losing it. So you won't yeah. be like having that responsibility of other people uh, yeah. feelings about it. Even like in kickstarting, like maybe you don't have to like give a lot of money so you like give up your home or anything but it's still like it's like a normal person giving you money and they could have done something else with it but a billionaire who gives you money that's more like yeah yeah, just go for it but they will also like put like that's also thing they would instead like put like a lot of pressure on you want you to like formalizing every process make it more efficient than it was before and like you will sit there and at every meeting every week you will like explain why why the numbers are as they are and mm. that will also give you pressure in like in like actually create a good thing or like you 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 have to give good results so i think that also could be like some sort of anxiety which in like kickstarter that's more like a internal feeling that you you want to show everyone that you actually succeeded but Mm. with an investor it's more like they will put that pressure on like a weekly basis because they invested money and time in you Mm. um, which you won't feel with a kickstarter you won't feel that pressure you will feel like in another way just just the risk of of losing trust from your followers um or or from from your subscribers i was just thinking that due to the fact that we have this podcast and you're also letting them in on the journey of creating this application or creating this company uh don't you think that if you were to create a kickstarter they and you are so transparent in what you're doing and the progress you're making that they are so you're not going to sell them this vision or this idea or this app that isn't the truth do you know what i mean so like creating creating or like documenting the journey and then publishing that documentation for the people to see will allow them for a proper insight into what you're actually building and what you're actually doing so in that way you kind of backed up from that sense of losing trust like the risk isn't that that's big very true that's anymore. very true because yeah. uh, they know what they're investing in yeah yeah um i also thought of like another way to do it if if it's like if because a lot of times why do you need investment to begin with it's like either to buy something for the product so that you can actually develop a product like uh, pay for the fact or like the yeah the factories to create it 
in my case, it's like, well, it's just a software. It, I don't need to pay anything to create this. Uh, or I pay very minimal things like to the Apple App Store and to Google Play. That's essentially all that it is. And what, what you could do is like, why would I need funding or why would we need funding? We would need funding if we want to pay uh, developers essentially to help us scale the app or like help us finish it faster. So what could be, I think, a lot better of an angle would be to like, okay, I'm starting a Kickstarter. It's for this app. And the reason that we're starting it is so that we can then afford to pay some of you guys to actually help us work on the app, if that makes sense. So it could be like people could feel like, okay, we're actually contributing to paying developers, like us actually, the followers of this channel and this project. We're actually supporting our own potential of getting paid for working on this thing if that makes sense it's like paying your community goal of it yeah exactly so the whole goal of it is to just pay uh, the most dedicated followers if that makes sense almost Hmm. Um, yeah i think that's that would be that would be so cool that would be so cool actually yeah but i think i think yamil that you're also right in that if you're transparent with your whole like journey like that like in another way when you if you have investors you probably have just like these graphs and like numbers and that would be your transparency on how you do but for you Kalle, mm-hmm. if you would do a kickstarter it's more of like your transparency is video when you're working and show the progress and like everything i think that's more like personal and if you have that personal perspective i think that people would be more understanding on if it didn't work out and people also like engage in help you with when you code and stuff and so they actually they they do their best for you to succeed with this app so i think i think it's kind of a cool concept actually i think it's really cool as well and i mean it's never it's never too late to go to an investor uh, you can always do the Kickstarter thing, and then if you don't have enough resources, you go to an investor and you say, "Hey, we've come this far." Uh, now we need now money we need for mar- yeah. marketing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's something that I've been thinking about potentially, like uh, starting to like open source the startup, and then try to get t- try to use the open source uh, community or whatever for like, uh, well, essentially like. Uh, so how what is like open source it like explain to me what you mean with the open source thing uh open source basically means that you just uh, this is not like the expert explanation this is my basic understanding but it's essentially that you just uh open it up um okay so (laughs) if you have essentially i'm when i'm coding on the app i'm saving the code to a database somewhere just so that i can keep track of where am i at and like if there's any changes that need to be made or if i after a while like i accidentally add a bug then what i can do is i can go to that database and i can go back and i can go to like a place in the code where it actually was working so it's almost like i'm saving it but i'm saving copies of the code all constantly um, and essentially this website where you're uh, storing this uh, code on is right now for the app it's private so no one else can see the code but you can make it that public which is essentially open source so then people can actually go through the code they can look at it and they can be like okay this part of the code you're writing something you you have a piece of the code here that's going to create a bug later on 
and then they could suggest like you should change this uh, and then I can go in and change it. Where where do they suggest it? Is it like in the that place or do they have to like mail you and just like... No, it's in, in that place. So usually developers, the place is called GitHub. That's yeah. what I'm using. There's lots of different places to do it, but that's like the, the main one that most people use. And uh, within that, you can just like go in and like, okay, highlight a piece of code. This should be changed or removed or edited. You can also like upload your own code. So you can like, what someone could do is they could go in and be like, okay, I think you should uh, add this feature. So they'll add the feature themselves and they'll push it to my uh, repository is what it's called. And then I can decide like, should I, do I want to add this in or do I want to mm -hmm. just like uh, ignore it for now? Oh yeah, so oh, that that's very kind of that's cool. very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. What is so what that, is the risk of running uh, running <clears throat> it open source? Like, is there any risk that follows with it? Um, yeah, I think the the potential risk. This is what I don't quite understand, and that's that's like the risk that someone would just take the code or copy it and make their own thing, mm. uh, which I guess is possible. Uh, and that's that's why I don't quite understand like the how it works and why large companies are moving towards open source because it feels like they would kind of be revealing a lot of things that maybe they wouldn't want to reveal um so yeah i'm, I'm not quite sure about that but i think in my case it would take a lot for someone to be able to like uh, because of the fact that i have a following essentially it means that i already have like a what do you call it, a head start on a lot of other people so if one single developer would be like, okay, I'm going to copy Cal's code and I'm going to release this app myself. Then if they were to release it, they would have to either push a lot of money into marketing to get the kind of reach that I can get, or they would have to be super lucky and like, uh, and I don't think the idea is that good that it will just like explode if someone uploads it. Mm. Um, so yeah, but yeah, but that's yeah. always like a risk, like, for everyone when you create like when you start the company it's it's always that someone could do a replica on it but at the same time i think i'm i'm not sure that the code is actually like the unique selling point it could be like you have have like really good developers and you create like a super good code but i think like say for for tinder or whatever if they i think tinder has like an open source thing and that yeah, people could take like that matching algor matching algorithm, but I'm not sure if that doesn't really matter because people are already on Tinder, so they won't like lose people as long as they do what they do good, and that's not like the coding. It's the benefits you get by using the app, probably. Exactly. Yeah. I was just I was uh, just a question in regards to to the risk. Um, part of it is there a risk of if you run an open source and people come with recommendations on how to do stuff do you think that you're going to be able to keep a red line through the entire because when when you develop a program or you develop an app i've uh, i've never done this before so i might be completely out of line here um but isn't it so that you kind of want to have uh, the MVP you want to have these key things that they're doing but then you also want to have like a train of thought like a red line through the entire uh, program like a like a way of of handling stuff and if if you get 
recommendations from all types of people and you know they send in their ways of doing things uh do you think it's going to be hard for you to dictate where whether what they're giving you is in line with how you envision the program or do you think it's going to be very straightforward for you to read the code and then understand what's going on um i think it depends like what you can do on github is you can like structure these sort of things you can create like okay a to-do list almost of like this these are the things that need to be done and then people can be like okay i want to do this thing and then they'll do that thing or they can then suggest uh features of their own uh which I think you can use things like voting as well on GitHub, uh, potentially. No, I haven't actually looked into this, but I think there's probably some sort of way to do that where you could see like, okay, this uh, push has been like recommended by a lot of people or it's been liked by a lot of people, something like that. If they don't have that, they should have it because that would be such a good feature. Mm. Uh, because then I could just look at like, okay, these are the top recommended features to be added and then i can decide this these ones are going to be added um but i can also create structure on my end where i can create like okay these are the things that i think we need to do right now and uh, maintain structure in that way if that makes sense but yeah it's it's a bit difficult to read through the code but then depending on how many people you have actually like helping out on the open source code you can actually have people like read through the code and like check things and GitHub also does some checking as well. So um, yeah, there I, there's ways to get, get around it, but it would be probably a little bit more work from my end, unless I have someone else uh, that's also going through the code uh, before I do Yeah, so, so maybe you need to have like a lot of people working with the, like the programming part, so you can have someone looking at it all the time. Like you yeah. need to have the resources to handle the information. Yeah, and that's what I think. I think this would be like a such a cool recruitment process if you like if you open it up. Because right now I feel like I I'm struggling a little bit with actually making progress on it because I need to make the videos that I make and I also need to uh, code on the app. So every video or every yeah every week there's a video of me building the app, but that video is essentially me coding for like six hours of one day. So each if I could get like a week's worth of work done, then uh, that essentially <laughs> takes five weeks of videos to show because each day is one video. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of difficult to film an entire week and then also have the time to upload and edit it uh, for the Friday. So, uh, and it's also kind of difficult to come up with titles and thumbnails for these videos. So I'm thinking I'm going to go back to the style of content that I was doing before, but then just do like updates every month or something like that. And in that case, it would be really useful to have like open source to start up so that some other people can like help out with building it as well. And then that can be the, the incentive to actually help out would be not only just that a lot, a lot of people tend to want to help out on open source projects, but the incentive would be that the people that help out the most, and like you can see this stuff on GitHub, the people that help out the most and the people that actually like uh, come up with the best changes and those sort of things, uh, they're actually then in the recruitment process. So they become like potential uh, recruits uh, early on. Cause that's a really good way to find out like, okay, 
because at the start the the most difficult thing when hiring developers is like is this person any good what can they do are they going to fit into the team are they excited about this project all those sort of things but this is kind of a good way to get people to just uh, help out to do a lot of work essentially but then have the potential reward of actually being hired and then you can use a kickstarter to be like okay i'm starting a kickstarter so that i can hire these guys that have been like killing it helping out with uh building the app in their free time so let's help these guys get paid if that makes sense that would be a, such a good campaign wouldn't wouldn't that be wouldn't that be like a, a brilliant way of just recruiting programmers i just like creating a community yeah, it's where like pe- super smart yeah super like smart. creating a community we have a programs and code open source where people can give recommendations and write stuff to to the developer or to the creators of that program and in return they could be like some type of not karma as in reddit but something similar where you can basically give points or like rank different people depending on what work they've done or what program they're they're, they're suggesting or pushing and programmers could eventually maybe they could uh they could promote they could push a feature or some problem solving thing that they've done for you as a, in, a, in the project and you could pay them money let's say it's, it's nine bucks or whatever uh, or even more um 20 bucks depending on how big the problem is uh you can pay them to actually solve it and you can see what what rank quote-unquote rank they have uh, and maybe if you go to their page you can see if they're actually looking for like a full-on uh, like if they if they're looking to be employed or if they're just working as like a what do you call it freelancer they're just working by themselves and freelancer yeah and <laughs> and uh yeah basically you basically get money just straight from solving problems for other people yeah and i, I also want to like add to that that the whole thing that like when we created this podcast it was about making we had this thought about how you create like a modern company that this way of you showing the whole process on youtube and then have the podcast to like even show like show more that like how you create a company that if you do this like kind of open source thing with the kickstarting at the same time and you could actually be able to pay people that helps you through opens through like this open source network that's like isn't that like the most like modern way of creating a yeah. company yeah that's that's so like tech in a way so i yeah. think that's also like a super selling point when you go to investors if you even have to but if you have to go to investors because you want like marketing money or you, you want to like really scale up the company then like the whole foundation of the company is like so modern so like the investors will be like what the fuck? what have you actually like done here mm. that this is like insane what you're telling us and then people would just like throw money on the company <laughs> just because you yeah, for real not like they, they won't care that it's like an exercising app or whatever they just like feel that the way that you created this like this mvp and how everything you've done mm. is so modern so i believe that you guys know what like the future is mm. because you're doing the future right now yeah for sure maybe so I hope that would be pretty epic if that's the case uh, it's super clever can do an open source tomorrow like yeah, I'm, I'm 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 in <laughs> yeah maybe i should do maybe the next video should be that i open source it the only thing that i'm scared of with open sourcing is like uh i want i want to actually be able to 
like pay attention to what's happening in this in the code base so that it's not just like a lot of people that get super excited about the fact that I'm open sourcing it and then they want to help out and they're like messaging and do it because there's a lot of like overhead with for me with the, the open sourcing thing and so if First of all, I need to create that structure from the start. I need to create a to-do list, which I don't even have for myself right now. So like creating a to-do list, what are the features that need to be done for the MVP? And then there needs to be some sort of structure for that as well, like breaking those down into even smaller steps, which I don't know, I think maybe it can be done by other people as well uh, in the open source thing, but I'm not sure because there's some things that I can that only I can do because I own the, the, the repository. Mm. So, and then I want to make sure that if I release it or once I release it open source, that I can actually pay attention to those people that are really putting in the effort. Um, not to say like, I expect people to put in a lot of effort, but I know because I've done this before, there are some people that get super excited and they don't care about they don't have any prospects from my understanding before at least of like getting paid for doing this stuff they're just super excited about like coding something and being a part of a project that i'm doing um so i don't want to like discourage them by not giving uh, their work attention if that makes sense but at the same time like i think that for you creating like a video for every uh, for every week that you have released on fridays um couldn't you instead do like a lot of live streams where you just like live stream it and maybe you could have like if you have talked to companies before you could have some sort of like promotion from companies then instead of doing it like uh, in your videos and put like time to that you could just like live stream when you do the open source thing and then you don't have to edit anything or like create that content on Fridays until Fridays as well like you could try for like three weeks just like do the open source thing, do live streams because people will be there and they will also help you at like the in real time. And that could be like a super cool thing as well. Uh, but I, I, I actually like, I agree with you about having like some sort of, you have, have to have a system anyways, like and have this to-do list. But at some point, I think that you could actually have an open source and then just do live stream. Mm. Because you could probably have have comp- like promotion during those or like ads during and a live stream as well. Yeah, probably. Um, but I also have the I have like a live streaming channel where I do live streams, so I could just go on there and do it instead. Because I think I don't know, but I think the the live stream. I think the I'm gonna go back to this content that I was doing before where it's like some talking head stuff where I'm just like going through uh, explaining a topic and then some of the pro- uh, videos are going to be just random projects uh, with Python or then sometimes it's going to be related to the startup but I think what I'm going to do is like dedicate one day or two days per week or a couple hours per day or something like that where I just sit down with the the open source stuff and I just look through it. Let's say that's every morning that the first thing I do is just look through the open source stuff. What are people saying? Uh, what do I need to have a look at right now? Is it? And then, uh, well, wait, I'm just, yep. I'm very soon finished. <laughs> uh, 
and then I can do like a video once per month of like the update on where are we uh, at right now with the startup. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but hopefully, like, like hopefully, like the. I think that the podcast could be like a way for you to have that sort of update that you have now. Like your vlog could potentially be like the podcast, so you don't have to do the vlog thing. You could probably just like focus more on what you've done before on YouTube, but then you can use like the live stream for your coding with the startup as well. Is there a possibility for donations during the live stream? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it would be pretty cool if you could have donations for the live stream and like a wallet that's is some way an indication of it's almost like a, an additional tool to the kick uh, to, to like a Kickstarter. It's like a, a wallet where the donation straight goes, they go into uh, the wallet for the Kickstarter. That would be pretty cool. So like when people sit with you and they if they help you program or whatever during the live stream, it would be pretty cool for them to just be able to like, yeah, I want to see this. I want to see this come to fruition. I want to see this come to reality. So, yeah, yeah, I think uh, you can have like that's something that they when you look at like how to live stream, uh, they have recommendations for you to have like some sort of goal when it comes to donations as well. Like you have a goal for this thing. I want to buy a new keyboard or something, and I need a hundred dollars. Uh, so what? I think, and I think that's a really good, like, such a wholesome idea too. Where it's like, the the whole goal of all the money that I make from those live streams, or all the money that would uh, be made from a Kickstarter campaign, all of that money is is essentially just the salary for whoever or uh, the people essentially that mm. end up actually programming. So. The more money that that's there, the more money they're going to get paid, essentially. Yeah. And you could say like, okay, we're going to hire, we're going to find three people that we want to hire. And uh, that's also, because then it's kind of palpable what their salaries will actually be. Uh, if you make a certain amount of money, you're like, you can divide that by three. That's what they're going to get paid. Uh, and it's also kind of a good... Because I've heard of like a lot of people talk about these like transparent startups as well, where they're like very transparent about what everyone's making in the company. Uh, which I don't know if that's like the best thing, but in an early stage that can be kind of good because everyone who's watching these videos and like listening to the podcast, doing all that sort of stuff, they can actually see like, okay, these people are getting paid this much and why they're getting paid that much is because we all actually contributed and supported them getting paid mm. uh, and it's not like okay cal is getting paid this for doing the startup yeah it's true and then you can have international business meeting like very important international business meetings yeah <laughs> i have a very suit important up. international business suit up invite the uh, developers to in a podcast episode yeah yeah that's yeah. a great idea too Okay, so I think we should uh, we should thank Nick Hill Anand for this brilliant yeah, question. That was, was that like the first question. question? That was the first question. Yeah, uh, and we talked. And we've about been talking for like forty minutes. Yeah. So thank you, Nick Hill. Uh, <laughs> that was brilliant, actually. <laughs> I think is it worth it? Like, is it worth taking another question? Question because the risk is that like 
you you take that one and we talk like for three minutes and mm. that would be like for someone else like oh i had this question which is nice that they took up but they talked about it for like three minutes while we talked about the first question for like 40 minutes this is like even fair yeah. for the per- people around to I, I, yeah we I'm should probably take happy like yeah continuing this some other time because like you said i really like our discussion and where it went and i think we got it through a lot of like uh important things and it kind of it'll be really interesting to hear some feedback on this episode and like what people think if they think this is a good idea or if I it's agree. just us in our bubble <laughs> thinking it's, it's prob- a great probably. idea this was like a super good episode it, not it, yeah the title could be question <laughs> again question and answer instead of questions and answers because yeah. it was only one yeah. question one answer. <laughs> <laughs> but then we have like a lot yeah. of questions left for like yeah, our episodes really when we do it again so mm. yeah and i also like that it felt a lot more structured this episode it felt like we had a question and we like got to that and we built something around that that was yeah i really like mm. and that's that's also like a feature when you do like a q a that you can't like ask like follow-up questions uh, because the the thing that made this conversation good was our good follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. So we just like continue talking. And that's something that Instagram should think about. Like, how do you do a follow-up? Like, mm. could you have that feature? So you could actually like create like a good conversation between like followers and like the person that people are following. Like a, th- like a no. thread of questions in regards yeah, to one. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, well, great, yeah. Uh, great episode. Million great dollar idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Million dollar <laughs> idea right there. <laughs> and you're just giving it away. Uh, <laughs> open just source. Throwing these million open dollar source. ideas out. <laughs> yeah, open source. Take it, guys. Take it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it would be pretty cool. Like, if, if we say something, now I'm going to sound like super, not pretentious, but like, if we ever say something that we do not we do not actively work towards like if we we pitch an idea that we don't end up working with uh but someone else listens and they're like hey i kind of like this idea i'm going to create this myself uh it would be pretty cool to get some feedback that's the dream that's yeah, the dream that is the dream that is the dream for sure but it would be pretty cool if someone could just say like like if yeah just to it would be cool to hear and also to be able to follow that person's journey through uh, through their creation of a pro- of the the product or the uh, the company that they're creating, yeah. So I'm just yeah. like waiting for Instagram to call me and like <laughs> tell us about <laughs> about that million dollar idea. That's that's what I'm gonna do this this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> sit and wait. Just sit and wait. <laughs> if someone in our community works at Instagram, please contact me <laughs> because I want to yeah. have a follow up on this. <laughs> like I'm free. Like probably most of the time but yeah all day <laughs> every day <laughs> but think about the time difference between like sweden and us the us yeah yeah and also i have a dinner at five yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right but yeah you can uh, to all the listeners out there you can send us emails at uh, the exit strategy pod at gmail.com and uh if you have like feedback for the podcast or if you think this was a good idea or you can just comment on instagram or send us uh i don't know comment on youtube do that sort of stuff yeah that would be great. A great way to get back to us mm. yeah i agree but i also was thinking about like yeah no we can skip that part <laughs> 
it was it was like about like how well we are doing in <laughs> different types of countries and i wanted to say to all the german people out there that please tell your friends that we are here because we want you guys to listen because we are actually having a good rank in germany Ooh. so we want to be like the top oh. one on the business that's pretty category cool. oh, in yeah. germany yeah so just so like to all the germans so all the germans out there i'm coming this summer to berlin we can we can meet up then <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, special shout out for all our uh, German people listening. Yeah, yeah, and all the other ones, everyone else the ones as well. Yeah, oh, of course, just of course. the German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, Should great. we say thank yeah. for, thank, thank you? Blah, blah, blah. That's what that Thanks was a wrap. That Thanks. was a wrap. <laughs>